Disneyland, we eat munchies, and we get really high. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Weed of Time podcast, where we grind up nugs, get scared of bugs, and fantasize about Loyal's hugs. Every damn day. I'm the Shame of Tarvalon, and I am here with my co-hosts, Dang and Nospo, and we are here to talk about trauma in the Wheel of Time again! Part three. Part the last. The grand conclusion to our series. It's been so horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Only mildly traumatic. That's understating it. Just a touch. Yes. No, the series on trauma is only mildly traumatic. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so dang, what do we smoke? Uh, we have been smoking Blue Dream by Aurora Cannabis. Mm. It is a sativa. The second weed we smoked today. Oh yeah, we smoked more weed earlier today. Yeah, we did. But you know, that was go- that was over with by the time it was Blue Dream time. Yeah, it's because that's what quarantine is. It's just starting to smoke weed at eleven a.m. every day. It's fine. Um, it was later than they that, make for the and it's walks. a Saturday. Anyway, yeah, high walks, best. Uh, it's a sativa, 20, uh, 16% THC, and we have smoked a grinder full of it at least. I think a grinder plus a bowl. It's been like eight bowls. Um, nice. Go on. And then we've got drinks. Unfortunately. <laughs> For the first time, I'm not drinking vodka. Uh, <laughs> um, but... This has been the series of, on trauma, and uh, we're going to expunge <laughs> a little bit of trauma from our own lives, up to, but not limited to, and including, the trauma of recording this series. Uh, so we've got tequila shots that we're going to do periodically throughout the episode. The ladies are setting up their salt, which is why I'm kind of just narrating right now and talking about how we're about to do tequila shots. We know we're a weed podcast. This isn't off brand. We're all so high. It's summer now. It's July. <laughs> It was getting high that led me to the decision. Or to later, do depending shots. on when you listen to this. <gasps> Isn't time travel delightful? Hey, what order do you do this shit in? Salt shot lime. Oh, I'm so glad you tell, told me that I was going to do lime shot salt. Oh, Jesus Christ. That, <laughs> that would be almost the worst thing we could do. Everybody ready? Oh, God. Bottoms up. Horrible. Exactly as good as every other tequila shot I've done in my life. Which is not at all. <laughs> not great. Yeah. It was not good. Not even when we did tequila shots last year. I fucking hate tequila shots. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them. Um, everything burns. I also have a margarita here. Yeah. In my Game of Thrones cup. Because I'm a traitorous bitch. Um, <laughs> it's actually the best margarita I've ever had, though. Nice. Happy for you. It's pretty nice since it took you 30 seconds to make. I know, right? I made it in a fucking travel mug. (laughs) (laughs) As a shaker. Improvise. Adapt. Overcome. overcome. And Um, we don't have any snacks. We don't. Which is sad. People may come and go with snacks during this episode. I suspect it'll be a long one. We should kind of have really crunchy snacks is all. Nothing but crunchy snacks. That'd be on brand, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course it would. The listeners demand it. Yeah, we'll get to that point. We'll get to that point. We'll take a break and we'll get snacks at some point. All right. right. We're talking about what again? We are talking (laughs) about Rand Althor's trauma 
in the Wheel of Time series up to the point that Nospo has read, which, which is, is Crossroads of Twilight. The prologue of Knife of Dreams. Oh, every yeah, chapter one. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> he, he hasn't been in that, really, though. No, it was all... Um, Galad. Gwen and Galad. Best um prologue, by the way, was that prologue. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy crap. She also thinks that Galad could channel. Yes. And now I've told there's an episode I need to go listen to. Oh, Soon. no, you can't. You can't yet. I'm oh, sorry. is it like a yeah. full 100% spoiler? No, all of the spoiler episodes <laughs> we do, we start with by saying a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, so there's consequences for your actions. Yeah, we just open it up with, and this will be a full spoiler episode. The so first spoiler episode one. we did, I said a major last book death. R- right, right after the warning. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Y'all like, are animals. <laughs> it was just like, spoiler alert, Maureen is still dead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe y'all did that and never told me until just now. We do that every time, I swear to God. We do. All the time. Anyway. We haven't done any full spoiler episodes in a while because I've been no smoke can't go to her parents' house. They're stuck with me. Alas. We just have to make her read faster. <laughs> then they'll all be full spoiler episodes. Alright. Randall Thor getting traumatized for 14 straight books. So we figured the best way to do this would be chronologically <laughs> book by book. <laughs> I would like the listeners to have, you know, assured to them that I argued for alphabetical. No, you didn't, and disgusting. So, so, starting in Eye of the World, what has fucked up Randall Thor? So, previously to the episode earlier today, when we were sober, we made a bullet point list of all the things that traumatize Rand, boy. Rand boy. <laughs> yes. That's his name, Rand boy. That's the episode After he title. Fucks Avienda, Rand man. Oh, Jesus. Horrible. Um, so we start with Winter Night. Which, as we've said for all of the Emmons Fielders, uh, mm-hmm. was traumatizing. Yeah, but obviously. Monsters. Rand had to kill a Trolloc. Yeah, Rand heard a Trolloc talk. Yeah. No one else has ever heard that shit. Yeah. Just. Like, accurate. He broke into his house. Uh-huh. Yep. Drag his dad's dead body to, <laughs> all the way to town through the snow. Yeah. While something hunted him. Yeah. Horrible. Like, I couldn't imagine going through that. Are you yeah. kidding? Yeah. And it was cold. Mm-hmm. Winter. Night. Those are yeah. cold things. <laughs> it was cold. I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> Good. I'm so happy for you. Continue. <laughs> I need to get on that level. Get me the spray. <laughs> Oh, I've had so many sprays. You go ahead. Oh, shit. You can get fucked on the spray. Not gonna lie. (laughs) I'm gonna. Or I'm gonna. Yeah. So, as a part of Winter Night, yeah, Trollocs and shit and all that. And then his dad's dying and. And then drops the spoiler that Rand might be adopted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you want to know when you're dragging your dad's almost corpse through the night of winter all the way to town. Nobody's dying. They're just almost corpse. Yeah, and, and your dad's almost corpse is just like, you're not my real son. <laughs> That's going to traumatize me no matter how it comes out. So, like, the circumstances. Yeah. So I'm writing down, dragging your dad's almost corpse. That's <laughs> an episode title idea. 
but I'll I'll scroll back to it later. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, next we have leaving the two rivers, pursued by Trollocs, Murderall, and in Shatter Logoth. All that type of shit. So, really though, they see some really fucked up shit. Like they're seeing Dragcar in the two rivers. If if I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Flying above. Rand is just traced uh, chased by a Murderall. Um, yeah. What's the difference between drag cars and Madrals? Drag cars the can fly. fly. Oh, I like completely forgot about and that. And they have like the sucker things. They killed one of the wise ones that could dreamwalk. Oh, Sorelli? Yeah. Yeah, she was killed. They suck your soul out from your body and then eventually they'll kill you, but if it gets stopped partway through, you're kind of just left super fucked up. Horrifying. And I, uh, Murderall are smarter as well. And I'm categorically incapable of imagining Murderall and Dragkar as anything other than Nazgul and the fell beasts on which they ride. It's all I can imagine. <laughs> like, I, I don't have a mental image for either of those things outside of that. That's fair. That's legit. Are Trollocs just orcs to you? No, no, they're very different. Because we see them on covers. Oh, mm. true, true, true. Yeah, it's going to be really different reading the books after the show comes out. Yeah, this... I'm, I'm worried about it, actually. Yeah. That's a concern of mine. Because if the show does a bad job, then the visualizations will be poorly... Like, they'll be fucked. Mm-hmm. They'll change and not in a good way. <coughs> so here's hoping they just do it really well. Um, so being pursued by Trollocs the whole time. Yeah, horrifying. Mm-hmm. And when they gotta get on the boat to go across Terran Ferry, and mm-hmm. Marine's like, we have to go. They yeah. do not like water. Yeah. Get on boat. Yeah. <laughs> and so Nip's like, we shouldn't get on the boat. <laughs> oh, and then Moraine makes the boat sink. Moraine makes a whirlpool. Love. Love Moraine. She's so smart. We she don't give no fucks. Um... Seeing Murdral and Inn, which, according to Dang, is actually Shidar Haran. Yeah, fun fact, if you people didn't know, that Murdral in the Inn is Shidar Haran from book one. Really? Robert Jordan confirmed that. Oh. I don't think he's referred to by name at the time. No. But that's how he was written and intended. I hope that that's included in the series. That would be really quite nice, since Shidar Haran comes in so late. Yeah. So in the TV show, if we have him there from the beginning, as even just as an image, mm-hmm. probably good television making. That would be. That would be planning with the end in mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Our neighbor's children are being very rambunctious in their backyard. They seem to be like... They've been cl- literally climbing the fences all day. And right now they're swinging a giant stick through the air. Oh. Well, one of them will end up concussed, and it'll be fine. <laughs> Speaking of trauma and Randall, <laughs> the numerous concussions that boy has faced. Uh, Shatter Logoth. Okay, so for my own refresher here, I want to walk through this a little bit. So mm-hmm. correct me where I fuck up. Yes. They're in this creepy place, mm-hmm. and there's creepy mist in this creepy place. And Matt's like, I want to go find treasure. Yeah, well, Matt's being any high school boy. He's like. Oh, we're not supposed to leave this camp. We should, like, go out somewhere, you know? We, yeah. should, we should leave this place. I Rebel! I rules in somehow, you know? Um, Annoying. <laughs> and so Matt ends up in this room with some treasure, and he finds a dagger, and he's like, Nice dagger! And picks it up, and immediately no. gets demonically possessed? No. No? Okay, not how does it work then? Okay, so, they're walking around, Shadar Logoth, they're looking at things, they're, they feel like they're being watched the whole time, but then they see someone. And this someone says, 
Oh, I actually have a whole bunch of treasure down here, but I need people to help me carry it out of the city. Yeah, and what was his name again? Mordeth. It was Mordeth. Okay, yes. yeah, I remember that now. So they go down, and Rand and Matter, like, like he was casting no shadow. <laughs> Rand finally realized it. He's like, we need to go right fucking now. And Matt's like, but look at all this treasure. And he's like, just carry it out of the city for me. Just carry it. You can carry you can. You can keep anything that you can carry, like that sort of stuff. And pair, and all the lights go out, and he gets all like balloonishly, cartoonishly yes. large, and then sucks out through a hole. And then Rand, or Matt steals the dagger, and people don't notice, and then they end up back with Maureen after they have to terrifyingly run through the city, feeling like they're being chased and watched. Yes, and... And then the Trollocs are nearby. Two thoughts on all of that. Mm-hmm. Number one... I of the World did horror way better than any other book in the series, I think. Going Through the Ways the first time was yeah, horrifying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Shatter Logoth was right mm-hmm. fucked up too, right? Yep. Okay, second thing. I really hope they lean into that in the show. Me too. Really dark. Yeah, world. I want the show to leave me like unable to sleep at night after those episodes. Exactly. Uh, second thing, I think in a different life, Rand and Matt would have grown up to be like Miguel and Tulio. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For shizzle. For shizzle. If they lived closer together. If they had both lived in town. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Anyway, Shadow Logoth. Fucked up place. Glad yeah. it's gone. And then, yes. So that happens. Tr- super traumatizing. Because we have to relate it to Rand's trauma. Obviously. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, really horrifying. Rand's like, what the fuck is wrong with the world? His eyes are kind of opened as to the level of fucked up. And then they all get separated. And he ends up with Matt and Tom, and they're on the boat for a while, and it's okay. It's fine. And then they get to a town, and Tom is immediately murdered, apparently. Murdral. Yeah. Tom goes to fight a murdral so that they can run, and then they're fleeing across the countryside for their lives. Let's get on their back, sleeping under hedges, snuggling to stay warm. Yes. You know what's some trauma we forgot for Tom? Mm. I, it's not in the series, but it's part of the history, everything that happened with his nephew. Yeah, yeah Bowen, man. Yeah, That's a good true. point. Good retroactive point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you got... Robert Jordan writes it very romantically in Eye of the World, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. He writes it very much like people trying to write the great American novel would. Yeah. You know, like Jack Kerouac, but you're like, oh, they're just... Every day on the road, sleeping in barns, and it mm-hmm. sounds a little romantic, but, like, that just sucks shit. It would. Well, and they were doing, they were juggling and playing flute and flute. doing, like, farm work and shit. Yeah. To, to stay, get yeah. by. Yeah. But Matt was getting more and more fucked up by the daggers, and people would, like, kick them out and shit. And, like, how many times they must have not had toilet paper, you know? Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Traumatizing. (laughs) Y'all. Jesus. Um, But I would think that that kind of series of events, like winter night to fleeing through the countryside, would leave Rand in a very, very different headspace of the world is scary, the world is out to get me. And I think we can kind of see that in his actions later on. Well, yeah, it becomes a defining character trait that he's paranoid, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not just the taint. Right, no, it's, he's been given reason to be paranoid. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. He's valid in it, and 
spicy take that I don't actually want to get into, but I'm going to say it. Um, I think you'll find there's a lot of historical figures that end up getting labeled like paranoid, and when really they actually have very good reason to be paranoid, but mm-hmm. that part doesn't get reported, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of what happens with Rand. Rand gets this bad reputation for being super nervous at everything and anxious and paranoid, but like... No shit. Mm-hmm. No fucking shit. Mm-hmm. People have been trying to kill him since page 60. <laughs> Something like that. Um, Rand falling into the castle in Camelon and then having the whole Elida situation. That's probably pretty scary. Yeah. That's a valid one. Well, now there's an Aes Sedai, this big figure that's been built up. So, as this huge, terrifying thing, mm-hmm. and she's saying, I want you arrested for questioning and shit like that. That would be terrifying. Yeah. I would hate that. That's true. Obviously, he's not going to cooperate with her later on in the series, considering mm-hmm. what his first impression was, when the other option is Egwene, the girl he almost married. That's true. Point, like point. Yeah. Uh, Agnor and Balthamel. Oh, no, the ways. What am I talking about? The okay. ways. Yeah, I was traumatized by reading about the ways. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure everybody came out of that very, very different because of the When experience. Rand opened it and it was doing, like, saying his name. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hated oh. it. Ugh. Awful. Horrible. <coughs> um. Getting through the blight. Yep. Being chased by the worms that were actually one of Agnor's creations. And then Daddy came home. Agnor and Balthamel show up. Rand has to kill Agnor. Okay, but first Rand also met Groot, which must have been horribly traumatic. Also, the creator Aww. decided to talk directly to Rand. Yeah. In that book too. And I feel like having an unknown voice just suddenly talking in your head for no reason... Yeah, it could be pretty traumatizing. But when Agonor and Balthamel show up, they've been trapped very close to the surface of the moor. And they're all decayed and fucked exactly. up. Exactly, they're corpses. Like, they, they come staggering out towards Rand, probably looking like the leper from It Part 1. <laughs> you know, and... Also Part 2. Oh, he was in Part 2, right? He... Unfortunately. <laughs> Did he get out of his mom in the basement or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basement of the pharmacy. So, like, they all, they look traumatizing. And then they try to kill you, and you watch one of them turned into a second Groot. And then the other one is like... And then they both die. like. Oh yeah, both of them die. Yeah, the green man and Balthamo. Rand goes into this fucking cave, right? And he just sees this like... He doesn't go into the cave. But he sees the, the pool of activated uranium. Yeah. <laughs> Which, for some reason, doesn't feature in any other part of the series, which is traumatizing to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then you just gotta, like, fight this guy for the uranium. And then he's in the sky. Yeah, because him and Agnor were, like, chasing each other. They weren't fighting inside the cave. But, like... The more I think about it, the more the end of that book is just traumatizing. Oh, no, period. it's completely like, fucked up. Even in hindsight, I don't He stopped follow. a battle. He, like, m- yeah, murdered... Yeah, like, Trollocs coming from... Yeah, Tarwin. Tarwin's Gap? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> I wonder if that will be relevant later. Tarwin's Gap? 
Mm. I couldn't imagine so. Like, why would that be? How could that ever come up again? I don't know. Yeah. Just wear a whole bunch of trollers. Anyways, so he kills Agnor. <laughs> he stops his battle. This fucking, like, 19-year-old farm kid that was, like, just a nice boy, really. <laughs> and you remembered what I was like at 19? Yeah, I can totally handle that. Not. Yeah. Um, and now he fights Baalzamon, who gives him the impression that his mother is being held and tortured by the Dark One. Mm-hmm. And he also gives him the impression that he is the Dark One. Yeah. Which is the other thing. Heavily yeah. implied, actually. Yeah, yeah. So he's just like, because oh, Because Ishmael was insane. Yeah, Murray, he, at one point, Rand's like, yeah. I killed the Dark One. And she's like, no, you did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and that's the source of that. That happens in book months. one, two, and three. That's true. For many months. <laughs> many moons. <laughs> I mean, one of my first posts in Twitter of Time was a meme that was like the BuzzFeed thing where it's like, I've solved it. You didn't solve shit. I solved it or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it was random Moraine. <laughs> it was random. I killed the dark one. And but you haven't done Mor- anything. Moraine's like, you didn't kill shit. Yeah. <laughs> Rand, I killed him. <laughs> or whatever. Turns something. away with the cloak. Like. Yeah. It's dramatic. Because it's grumpily atop a mountaintop. <laughs> What if that'll be the last time he does that? <laughs> but the Rand who goes into book one and the Rand who comes out of book one are radically different people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he learns that he can channel. Yeah, that's not terrifying at all. Does he yeah. also learn he's a Tavern in this book? Yeah, he knew he was a Tavern, but now he knows he can channel, which means he knows he's going to go insane. And I don't think... He's going to rot from the inside out. I don't think any of the Tavern really understood for a what long time meant. what that meant. No, I actually think this is a point of trauma later for Rand, where suddenly, no, the weirdest shit is happening. People yeah. are falling out of windows. Yeah. People are suddenly getting healed back to life for no apparent reason other than that Rand's in town. This entire town decided to get married. Everyone's yeah. suddenly having triplets. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that in The Dragon Reborn. <laughs> True. Do we... But I suppose we yeah. can move on. Yeah. Hopefully. But yeah, Rand is a very different, more traumatized baby at the end of the Eye of the World. Before um, his only trauma was like mommy trauma, but we'll get to that. <laughs> the Great Hunt. So Aes Sedai, including the Amerlin Seat, show up in Faldara, trap Rand in the fucking city. The Amerlin calls him for an audience. They're like, yeah, I know you can channel. I know you're the dragon you're born. <laughs> I love that for Swan Sanjay. <laughs> yeah. But Rand's out. just like, fuck, 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 fuck. You know? There's some very dramatic movements to go along with that. So dramatic. I was very careful. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's pretty traumatizing because he's obviously terrified that they're going to like gentle him or shield him or take him or something. And he knows that people die after they're gentle and all that sort of shit. But so then, he feels like he's been handed a death sentence, really. Yeah. But then suddenly that's also taken away. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. But you're the dragon reborn. You gotta do some shit. We need you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know the prophecies. And then Pat and Fane is there, and he 
hurts Egwene and Matt and steals the horn and the dagger back. Wonderful. Bum, bum, Bad bum. things. Yeah. Terrible things. Terrible. <laughs> Simply terrible. And then Swan Sante's back and she's like, you're going to go get my horn and my dagger because otherwise your friend's going to die. She did do that. Yeah. And she did really say it that plainly as well. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Without his... any fish puns. Yeah. <laughs> and then his friends find out that he can channel because the dragon banner was in his thing and one of them saw it. And Perrin's like, Ran, can you channel? And then Matt basically just says, fuck you, I'm done. We're over. We're not friends anymore. And then they're just not. Like, their relationship is functionally over from that point. Like, it's fucked up. And I'd like to step back for just one moment. Yeah. Because we were talking about Swan. Yeah. And w- touching on, like, the plainness of that dialogue and what she was mm-hmm. saying, this is a point that's kind of stuck for me with Swan. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually a huge fan of hers. I think she improves a lot throughout the series. So by mm-hmm. the end, I, I, I was rooting for her and I liked reading her. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, when she's Amarlincy, I always felt like she had ulterior motives. Everything she said, it felt like, okay, she's not lying, but what isn't she telling me? You yeah. know what I mean? She, she felt too conniving, like she was always hiding mm-hmm. something. Plans within plans within schemes. So every time she talked to anyone, it felt manipulative to me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't love reading that. That's legit. That's fair. And it traumatized my boy Rand. I think it was kind of meant to be intentional. I think it was too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I'm saying I don't like it. That's fair. <laughs> Robert Jordan did many things intentionally that I don't like. <laughs> Fair enough. Cough, cough, Tylen. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. We can we can keep going. I just wanted to jump back to that. So then Rank is transported to an alternate universe. Love that. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> traumatizing. He gets his portal stone cherry popped. It's really horrible. Yeah. He sees a bear elephant thing. Does uh, he ever? A six-legged bear elephant or something? Yeah, something like that. A groan. A groan. And then we see them again later. Yeah, because the Shanchan have them. And you know why the Shanchan have them? Because the Aes Sedai over there used portal stones to go to alternate universe to collect those animals to help them just uh, get rid of everything that was in the Blight, which is why Shanchan doesn't have any Trollocs or Merdral now, and the majority of Shanchan thinks that they are myths. That would explain a lot why they're like, no, no, no. There was like maybe four Trollocs there. Like nothing ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah. no, I have literally seen and read about thousands yeah. of Trollocs. Like, no, because like Tuan's really frustrating about that. She's like, Trollocs don't exist. <laughs> and Matrim, <laughs> or sorry, Toy, Trollocs don't exist. Where Matt's just like, no, literally one attacked my whole village. Like, yeah. Many, many attacked my whole village. And me specifically. Many a time. I feel like there's a pretty decent, like, Wheel of Time meme to be found in, like, cute names to call your partner. <laughs> but you know those lists where it keeps getting weirder and weirder? So it's like, darling, sweetie, honey. Sheep herder. Sheep herder. <laughs> toy. Yeah. It just gets worse and worse. Gareth and Bloody Bride. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Mother's milk in a cup. Or goat's milk in a cup or something. No, it has to be something you call a partner. I know. (laughs) That's why it's a meme. 
Because it's a joke. <laughs> Allegedly. Anyway. Traumatizing. Oh, shit. Sorry. I was writing down, <laughs> I was writing down an episode title. Uh, first, Heron, or fighting Baalzamon in that alternate universe, and first, Heron branding. Horrible. Yeah, so Ran gets a Heron melted into his hand. Then Lanfear heals it, and he's like, No, she obviously can't channel. She said she wasn't an Aes Sedai. There's no channelers that aren't Aes Sedai. He was so, so silly back then. He reminds me of Mr. So nice. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> in that, like... <laughs> If he just Why doesn't they want not? it to be true, he's just going to tell himself it's not true. Like that a patty melt is a grill, or a hamburger instead of a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> he lived in denial about the 2016 election until like 2019, I swear to God. Mr. Buzzkill, when you listen to this, we love you. we're not sorry. <laughs> it's a fucking grilled cheese sandwich. We're right. <laughs> That's why we outnumber you. Anyways, so he gets his hair, or his hand branded, and it, that sounds awful. Horrible. Especially when the guy you thought you killed who you thought was Satan in the previous book comes back and heats up your sword to do that to you. Oh, yeah, that's Does it not to you good. with your own sword? Yeah. And then melts your dad's nice sword. Which gives you your second hair and branding later. In Falm. Yeah, in the oh. sky. <clears throat> oh, fuck. I'm going to say it one more time. <coughs> I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say Falm. Fail. <laughs> Not flame. Falm. I just like to put that out into the universe. universe fandom <laughs> of our listeners. It's pronounced Falm. <laughs> Who did they say Falme? Flame once. <laughs> I really hate the name of this city, specifically because of how people pronounce it. Dang's been listening to some other podcasts. I'm calling y'all out. I don't care anymore. I drank too much tequila to care anymore. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're the second one. Oh, Jesus. Yes! We're right. in the Great Hunt. We couldn't possibly. The, 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 there's a couple short ones coming. There's yeah. some shorties that's coming. True, that's true. Yeah, Rand's this is this is very top-heavy as we <laughs> get less and less Rand content. Because, like, the first book is almost entirely from Rand's perspective. Yeah, and it's great. <laughs> I adore Eye of the World. <laughs> That is gigantic. It's about the same size as mine. Gigantic. And want to trade? A little. Important tequila shots, by the way. Traumatizing. What else happened to Rand in this book? <laughs> oh, he got betrayed by his buddy. Ingtar? Ingtar. Well, later. Okay. Later, we'll get to that. First, he like has to steal the horn and dagger back from Thane, and then they're pursued by Trollocs as they flee. Again. Again. Theme in this series. Pursued by, by Trollocs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then they go to Karian, and they're attacked and chased by Trollocs. I still have most of this one, actually. I don't need a new lime yet, which means more tequila shots later. Jesus. <laughs> and they destroy the chapter house in Tanchico. Like good people. Yeah, as part of being chased by Trollocs, which... Is where yeah. Eludra comes from. Yeah. She was she was the person who ran that chapter house. I forgot about that. Jeez. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yep. Um give myself heart disease with salt from But then shots. some reverse trauma happens and all of his buddies show up in Karian. Oh, he finds out that Tom's alive. He likes that. So there's some nice things happen. Tom's girlfriend gets immediately murdered, but Rand doesn't know, so like it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is the damage that's been done to Rand. 
from thinking that Tom was dead this whole yeah. time. Yeah, it's not reversible. Away. No. No, that damage has been done. He just knows Tom's alive now. I think that's yeah. Point. Yeah. Uh, are we taking the shot? Why not? Salt shot lime. Uh huh. Salt shot lime, and here we go. Oh. Horrible. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> also, fuck, that's half that Mickey of tequila gone. Can we won't do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of that's in your margarita, but I presume you'd like to have more of them. Someday. Um... So they, they all go through the portal stone. They do. Rand mm-hmm. almost dies because he almost burns himself out with the power. Because it takes so much. And they also see a whole bunch of fucking alternate lives and shit. Mm-hmm. And in every single one of Rand's, I win again, lose Theron. It bows Mon's voice. That's the power of propaganda, man. Psychic warfare against the enemy. That's what the Forsaken had going for him. Mm. It's in Balazamon's voice? Yeah. Yeah. my help. Yeah. Not the Did actual shit. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Different. The same, but different. Also, can we talk about how this is the book in which Rand gets traumatized by some random lady out of the past saying, By the way, you're the reincarnation of my ex boyfriend, which means you're my current boyfriend and you're gonna like it. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's, yeah, that was a thing. That was. I don't know if he knows that yet. No. I don't think he knows that yet. I think he doesn't know that till Tear. Yeah, oh, she's okay, a lot more demure about it. She's like mm-hmm. super flirting with him and Matt's like, I could give less of a fuck about this the whole time. <laughs> in, in Matt's tier. not there. It was Hurin and Loyal. That's who I'm thinking of, Hurin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hurin was like, my lord, my lady. He was... Right proper gentleman, you know? Okay, can anyone explain to me? This is something from the early days of the Wheel of Time that I think just gets axed, like the idea of yeah. talking Trollocs. Mm. But can someone please explain what the fuck caused Hurin to be able to smell things? <laughs> Why can one man in the entire universe just smell real good? Like, <laughs> was he... Why was that a thing? What's the lore? Was he wolfy? Not, no. no. Not fully. He just had a really good sense of smell and could smell when bad things would happen. It would be really cool if we'd met more people like Hurin. I guess Min's a little bit like, here I'm a unique person in the pattern that can do this. Yeah. Without inherently being magical. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Fair enough. Even though those are like the only two people that can just randomly do that for (laughs) some reason. Yeah. Um, We might eventually explain one of those. What's next? I'm sure it'll be Ben. <laughs> nah, it's Turin. Uh, <laughs> High Lord Turok, Rand has... No, he sees Egwene as a demon, eh? Oh, yeah. Horrible. Yeah. And he's like, no, I need to save her. I need to save her right now. And he fucks all the plans. I'm like, Rand, you are a good friend. You are a sweet boy. And I will stand by that. Because you are a result of your trauma. And you were a very sweet boy until you were traumatized. You ever just see your fiancé get made a magic slave and snap? You know? Yeah. 
so hard that you kill a blade master and therefore become a blade master, even though we never really acknowledge that, because Rand is accounted an actual blade master yeah. as a result of that. That's true. Technically. And later in the books, he refers to himself as not really a blade master. I'm like, but you are. Yeah, I literally just read that recently. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like you, you have killed a blade master. That makes you a blade master. Then it's the rules. It's in the rule book. Like, you've also killed like so many forsaken. So many people. <laughs> <laughs> so many women ran. <laughs> Shh, don't tell him that. Yeah. He's got a list. And then Ringtar, our Ingtar reveals him, our, himself to be a dark friend. And Rand is like, <gasps> betrayal! And also fucked up. Because like I think this has a huge part in part of how paranoid Rand becomes later mm-hmm. on. Mm. Because at this point, this was somebody he was friends with, somebody he admired, somebody he greatly respected. And then he finds out that they're, they've been evil the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, how does he trust? Yeah. When somebody he could think that highly of could be working for the Dark One. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you look at the people he trusts, he trusts pretty much anyone from Edmondsfield and yeah. Lan. And that's yeah. like it. Well, you know Plus Navienda. Lo- yeah, and Loyal. <laughs> yeah. You know what they say, don't meet your heroes. Yeah. yeah. He trusts a couple of like, he trusts Bashir a little bit. And a couple of yeah. the generals, but he's like, they're just inherently good people. They must, they must be good, you know. Mm-hmm. He trusts as far as he has to. Yeah, he think. trusts about as far as he can throw. Yeah, which is pretty <laughs> far. He's pretty buff, so maybe not. Yeah, but he's got that rotator cuff injury. He yeah. really reduced his range of motion. True. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then Rand battles Balazamon in the sky and takes his major side wound. And he was very scared of heights, so being in the sky was pretty traumatic. Well, he didn't think they were in the sky. To him, they were just in mist. No, I know. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to make jokes. Yes, that makes sense. But that's when Tam's sword gets melted as he, because he sheathes the sword. He lets Balzaman stab him so he can stab Balzaman. It didn't even work. <laughs> For the but second he, book running, he failed to kill Balzaman. Yeah. So he stabs him and his sword melts because everything's so hot and it burns the second heron into his other hand. Oh no. Oh no. That fulfills the prophecy. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that hurts a lot. The check mark appears next to the prophecy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it goes from your active quests to your completed quests. <laughs> You, get the you know when you get the verified check mark on like on Twitter? Twitter? Yeah. I was gonna say your Nook phone goes off. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Five hundred miles stepping by Alzamon. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Awful. And then he's unconscious till the dragon reborn. Bless it. And honestly, it was better that way. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad though. <laughs> so mad about what? I w- I remember texting you guys being like, "Okay, why is this called the dragon reborn when the dragon reborn is not in the book?" <laughs> Oh, yeah, because he dips for, like, all of it. He's literally in it for 20 pages, and, like, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of fucked. And honestly, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, though. I'm a huge apologist for this book, because I think it was a calculated risk in the writing, and it worked Mm -hmm. out in a really cool way. It It did. did. I loved the dynamic of, 
you get little tastes of what Rand is doing, but it's mm-hmm. everyone following Rand and trying to put together what's happening, yeah. though he's the main character. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. That's such a cool device. Oh, it was right. really it was really cool, and I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I, I put that in, like, my top four books in the series. Yeah. So Rand is officially and... declared the Dragon Reborn. Woohoo! Moraine didn't just say it, she declared it. They've got a camp <laughs> with a flag. Yeah, they've got a camp with a flag. There's some Shania... Shania... Shinaran that are there. <laughs> including <laughs> including Masima. Famed Canadian Also co- Uno. Famed Canadian Uno. country singer, Shinar and Twain. Oh my god. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> um, it's not as bad as it could be. <laughs> <laughs> and then their camp gets attacked and nobody likes it. Rand wasn't able to do anything the whole time their camp was getting attacked because he was just trying to not, you know, like, explode the mountainside because mm-hmm. he was learning or attempting to try to learn how to control Sidene because he was not good at it yet because this was pre-Asmodian. <laughs> Can I and then he, in? yeah, oh, no, go ahead. I'd was... like to jump in for yeah. um, another uh, installment of Deng's advice for fantasy writers that nobody asks for. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, okay, we've had heroes that can't access their magical powers, and that's part of the trial Richard of the Rall. books. Richard Rall, it happens in Thomas Covenant. Even with when Thomas Covenant isn't the main character, it happens with Lyndon Avery. It fucking, okay, we've had it with main characters who can't access their powers, and that being a big plot point that has to be overcome. It was nice while it lasted. Be fucking done with it. I don't want to read it anymore. It's boring now. I accept the ones that have happened. I don't want to read it again. <laughs> Please continue. So Rand yeets himself off the cliff. <laughs> he doesn't actually jump off the cliff, but he yeets himself off the cliff face by walking. You know, <laughs> it was a slow. No riding. Yeet. He stole a horse. He stole a horse. Uh, and he's a little bit of a faster, gentle yeet. <laughs> yes. And he goes all the way to Tyr, and he is hunted by dark. Hounds and dark friends the entire time. He has to use Balefire. He kills a woman. Those are the snippets we get. With a badass sword he conjured out of fire? Yeah. Friggin' wicked. Yeah, I loved the concept of the fire sword. And I wish he'd had to use it more. Yeah. Quite honestly. Mm -hmm. I could have dealt with a few more. But then he got Laman's sword. Mm -hmm. Also gonna say, Rand seemed a lot more insane in the first couple books. Mm -hmm. Like when he first started going insane. When he kills them all and then he lines them all up. Mm-hmm. Sick. Where did that happen again? It was no. in the Dragon Reborn. The oh, right. He killed her on the fire. Right, yeah. It's a little bit Deadpool-y. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Deadpool's fucked up. Can you bring the spray? Yeah. Nice. But also, also, can I give everyone the mental image of Rand slaying all those dark friends with a sword of magical fire and then arranging them to say Ajax? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I do two? I don't know. Horrible idea. Imagine doing like 40 in an hour. No, fuck. seriously. Actually? <laughs> yeah. That's fucked. I can't believe you did that. No, I'm I was so proud of you. quite fucked up. Amazing. Alright, so then Rand uh, just climbs the Stone of Tear. Which was traumatizing to his fingertips, but not necessarily emotionally yeah. traumatizing. <laughs> but kind of fucked up that he was able to do that. 
Yeah, it seems to be a design flaw in their impenetrable fortress. Yeah, and then the eye yield to that. He was just too buff. He was too buff for the Stone of Tear. It did happen. fall pretty easily, though, considering it was the impenetrable fortress, you know? Yeah, honestly. Like... And, like, barely any of it was because Matt blew a hole in the side. No, he t- literally talks about, like, this is like Camelin. I mean, I could just fall in. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> just climb the garden wall. Yeah. yeah. And then he fights Belal. And Bilal's trying to get him to take Kalendor so that he can then take Kalendor from Rand. And Rand's not doing it. And then Moraine shows up and yeets Bilal with Balefire. And we're like, yay, Moraine! And then she... <laughs> Direct quote. <laughs> from all of us ever. Yay, Moraine! <laughs> Sorry, continue. And then Balzman shows up uh, and Moraine's unconscious. And now Balzmon and Rand are fighting as they go through the Stone of Tear and some fucked up things are happening to like the air and things. And then Rand actually kills Balzmon, but it wasn't the dark one. There's like an actual corpse there. Of course it's not the dark one. But also. Yeah. Also. I should make cookies. It was real. Yes, you should. <laughs> it was real limp dick of Ishmael to just like show up in the flesh. Why not just do the Luke Skywalker again where you astral project and so you don't die when he beats you in sword fighting for the third fucking time? No, (laughs) the first two times he did get hurt. He wasn't astral projecting. He just, neither of them were killing blows. Oh, Like he was able to get healed fast enough or whatever. But we see that in the beginning of the Great Hunt, the prologue, when it's that gathering of dark friends and his face looks like it's being sewn back together and stuff. And we see that when he visits Rand in the fog in the parallel universe, he looks all fucked up there, too. I remember That's that. That's Fuck. That meeting with Dark Friends was really hard to keep in your mind for when you finally knew who they all were. Yeah. I gave up. On a reread, way better. I believe way better. that completely. At the time. I really like when he foreshadows things and you get to notice them later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I was better at remembering them. Until That's he legit. finally did it, you know? He yeah. foreshadows so early that it's hard to keep in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, well-planned, well-executed. No Traumatizing, but... Yeah. No, <laughs> no biggies. Uh, and then he uses Kalendor while fighting Balzamond. He do. And I would say that's kind of traumatizing. Because that's, uh, like, if the herons weren't enough of com- confirmation, here's the sword that's not a sword that only you can use. Surprise, you're the dragon. I just mean because, it. like, the amount of power that it has. That's true. And... and- and I feel like even if he couldn't recognize it at the time, he might have felt the flaw. Mm-hmm. It might have fucked him up around channeling because it would have felt a little different, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, and then it's the Shadow Rising. Um, Good book. Excellent book. So Rand's, like, chilling in the Stone of Tear, living kind of like a king. Living in the king's place, even though he's not the king. I loved the Shadow Rising so much. It was it was nice. It was like a little bit pure. I liked them all being in the same place. When he called them all into and he was like, This is here so you don't forget that I exist. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that man's smart, I like him. Yeah. <laughs> so he's chilling in the stone of tear. Barrelane tries to sleep with him. Not fun. Oh! The fucking mirror attack! Yeah, thing. I was gonna say. <laughs> That's our first thing, I think, to talk about. Yeah. I thought that was Grey Man. There was a Grey Man as well. 
but the mirrors, his reflections, yeah, every, all of the mirror, or sorry, all of his reflections started to step out of the mirrors Mm -hmm. at him and attack him, and like some of them were full size and stuff, so he broke all the mirrors, but then there was just tiny ones everywhere, Mm -hmm. and he almost bled to death. Yeah, it was the first experience of like a dark bubble. Yeah, 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 Mm. bubble of evil. That's it. I was just getting dirty bubble from Spongebob. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, But yeah, pretty fucking horrifying. I feel like that would almost make your understanding of reality and your grasp of reality shift. Uh, Lanfear shows up in the stone and reveals herself as Lanfear. Okay, so now he's got the reincarnated boyfriend, Gresher. Yes, exactly. And he's like, um, no. Goodbye. <laughs> but then she leaves because Trollocs and Murdral, or she doesn't leave, she's like running around. Trollocs and Murdral invade the stone, um, and Rand then has to go <coughs> fight them, and she's, there's like Trollocs and, that are fighting each other, and it's weird and confusing, and nobody knows what's going on. And at the end, Rand just uses like a giant thundercloud to kill them all, and he's like, why couldn't I have done that earlier? I would have saved lives. And he starts blaming himself for the deaths of other people already starts early fam um and then he tries to bring a young girl back to life and fails while maureen talks to him and like that was a horrifying scene that's another chance for them to really lean into the horror aspect really upsetting thing to read yeah and like you understood it from his perspective Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like that's no if you you step outside his shoes and imagine seeing that you're just like uh fuck and even like maureen and land must have been like no, this is so upsetting for so many different reasons. Like, he just yeah. doesn't want to... He's just he's just a sweet little boy, and look at what mm-hmm. he's becoming, and, you know? Mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah, but he just... He didn't want her to be dead. Mm-hmm. Trauma. This is where trauma is starting to influence decisions also possibly change. Um... <laughs> 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 Chunky cough. Uh, so then he transports a whole bunch of Aiel to Rudian. And, yeah. and then he does all of that shit. So, like, he goes and learns about the history of the Aiel. In one of the best written scenes of the entire series. Yes, yeah. amazing. Oh, I love... This is when Moran... St- Moran. Moran starts to take Rand seriously. Yeah. Because he knows how to approach them correctly. Yeah. Using the right turn of phrase. And she's like, damn. And he's like, I can read, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> he spent the whole time in the Stone of Tear reading. I love our book. And she's like, damn, he is kind of taking this seriously. Yeah, I when he was it. like asking um, Ruark and shit. But part of the thing he learns in Rudian is that his he's definitely adopted. Oh yeah. Tanim is definitely not his dad. And I think that's when he kind of fully accepts it. Mm-hmm. There's no way for him to deny that evidence anymore or ignore that evidence. And I think he's had time to be like And he asks the wise ones about his act like his birth parents. Yeah. And he's had time to come to the fact like Tam might not be my bio daddy, but, you know, I He's, love him yeah. as my father. There's no one else that could have that place in yeah. my heart. This and he is talks fine. about having that sense of longing for Janduin and Tigrain as well. Mm-hmm. Although he doesn't know it's Tigrain at the time. Shail. Shail. And, um, 
Even if Rand isn't his dad dad. Tam. Tam. <laughs> even if Tam isn't his dad dad, our podcast has still verified conclusively that that man is a daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We've talked about it many times. Um, and then he steps out of that and his one of his best friends in the whole world is hanging from a rope. Dead. Dead. Yeah, it, this is when Matt and Rand start to connect back again, and I'm glad they yeah. did. Also, but it's never, like, the way it was, you no. know? So we... I think we might have missed something that I think would have been traumatizing. What? Rand talked to the Yilfin and the Elfin, didn't he? Yeah. He, he just didn't a... seem that traumatized by it when he came back. No, he didn't, but we didn't... Did, we didn't see him in there, did we? Or no, did we? we saw Matt. We saw Matt in there. And then Rand stepped out after... Matt. But just knowing what Matt saw in there, mm-hmm. we know what Rand must have saw in there, and I don't know what would have... I think that <laughs> Rand was probably much more prepared than Matt was, mm-hmm. okay. because Rand would have read about it. Like, nobody told him. He definitely read about it. He learned what people saw. He knew what to yeah. expect, and then made the choice to go in. Okay, okay. Fair enough. He, and, ma- he made an, uh, an educated decision. Yeah, whereas Matt was like... True answers to your questions. Hell yeah! And jumped in and had no idea what to expect. And we have this, like, really sassy scene between random range where she's like, no, you have to tell me what they told you. And he's like, I don't have to do shit unless you tell me what they told you. And she's like, fair enough. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yep. So then he reveals the secrets of Rudian and destroys the Aiel. I feel like that's probably traumatizing. Commits cultural genocide in the (laughs) entire country. It's fine. It's lovely for everybody. (laughs) And then he has to have that weird battle with Asmodian over the access key to the Terra. Yeah, where they're jumping on like skipping or or on the skimming skimming stones or whatever. And they're like literally wrestling around Ruidian, both holding the thing, but that like they're literally changing the landscape as they go. (laughs) Mm hmm. I think Rand wins by, like, slugging Asmodian in the face or something. You know what? Okay, so we released this episode a little while ago, but it was called Underwhelming Forsaken. <laughs> it was a high history episode six, I think. Yep. And I'm just going to say it. In hindsight... Asmodian Underwhelming Forsaken? Asmodian should have been put in that episode. It was lovely that we got to do a whole episode on him, and I had a lot of fun. I'm glad we did it. He counts as an Underwhelming Forsaken for me because he lost to book four, Rand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I do. Before <laughs> Rand was he not was like skilled. the weakest of them. I'm pretty sure, or maybe no, Agnor was. No, Agnor was really strong. Let me grab the list again because we've looked this up multiple times, and <laughs> I should just have it saved by now. But I, one I, second, I remember the Mogedian is the weakest female forsaken. Yeah, of time channeler. Take a snack break soon. Yeah, hello. Maybe at the end of this book. Shit. We've been recording for almost an hour, by the way. Oh, not bad. We're like halfway through. Let's see here. I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. Holy. Oh, yeah, we're we're almost done. Okay, so Chandler's strength level for male forsaken. Let's see the lowest name I can find. We're halfway. Is Belal. Mm. Belal was weakest of the male forsaken at a plus plus four power rating. Yeah, let's not get started <laughs> on that shit again. We're not even going to address it. Oh, don't start <laughs> that again. Yeah. Ranting and raving when. 
plus plus three is Asmodian and Balthamel. As Asmodian. well as Jahar Narishma. <laughs> so far, he's a young boy. He'll grow with age. Um, plus plus two is Agonor, Demandrid, Loghain, Samael, and Mazrum Tain. Loghain and Mazrum Tain, shit. Plus plus one is Ishmael, Luz, Ther- uh, Ishmael, Luz Theron, Rand, and Robin. I forgot to listen for Asmodian's name. What number was he? Plus plus was three. three. So mm-hmm. tied with Balthamel as better than Bilal. Okay. So tied with yeah. tied a second worse. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, All right. But I would like to have it said that okay, I don't think I'm looking at the same link I looked at before because mm. there's what.fandom.com, but there's also a wiki of time, and I think that's yeah. different. Yeah. Um, it put Robin tied with Rand and. Ishmael? Yeah, because he is. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that before. We've talked about it. We've talked I think... about how dumb it is, considering how lame of a villain he is. Yeah, and I think he does generally get ranked as the lowest in that category. Yeah. So within the spectrum of top tier, I think it's mm-hmm. he's still the lowest. Anyway, let's jump back into trauma as Nospo takes a picture of her microphone. <laughs> it's actually really aesthetic. I'm not going to lie. Do you want Dang's face in the background? I saw the picture. <laughs> So are you taking it? I just want to look at a picture of my own face. <laughs> no, look at the microphone. Your face is blurry. <laughs> no, it does look pretty good. Anyway, how many sprays are you doing over there? <laughs> I kind of missed my mouth on one. All right, sauce it over then. I've done three. Yeah, and I've only done like three all day total. She gets some spray. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's how we get through these long episodes. Uh, that was actually the end of Shadow Rising. Shadow Rising. So if we wanted to take a break to like go to the bathroom and make snacks, this would be the time to do so because we're halfway through. Listeners, please prepare yourself for an editing blip. What's up, homies? We're back. We've smoked another bowl and we've had some snacks. We've smoked like four more bowls. I, I meant to say like we went outside and smoked again for a session. I don't I know. You. I said bowl. <laughs> We had a Jeff Sessions, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, a joke for all our American listeners. <laughs> 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 really While nice. they are the bulk of our listeners, I still don't know who Jeff Sessions is. Is He was a Secretary former Attorney General. Oh, a former Attorney General, yeah. I but think. He, but he, like, resigned because he didn't want to testify against Trump in court. Oh. With the Robert Mueller stuff or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that's okay. what it was. It was in that first opening shit where Donald Trump fired and rehired a bunch of different people to be people. Fire and fury inside the Elida White House. Yeah. <laughs> White Tower. Attorney General, yeah. Attorney Promoted General. to accepted. Anyway, so we're, we're moving on to Rand's trauma in book five. We're only at five. So, Rand broke the Aiel, and some of those Aiel decided to invade Karyanin, and they are pillaging as they go and enslaving as they go and Rand's like I suppose this is my fault isn't it and he he's right <laughs> it's his fault wow congrats you just summed up every book <laughs> Rand realizes it's his fault yeah so like all that happens and that's not good Rand has to invade Karian there's a battle Big old battle and battles. <laughs> oh, fun. and he goes fucking crazy during the battle because it's um he's marching around channeling until he's like so exhausted he yeah. can barely do it and he's like 
Moraine's really mad at him because he had killed himself. Moraine's really mad at him. You can stop there. <laughs> yeah, do that, do that, do that. Um, Lanfear finds out that Avienda has been sleeping in Rand's room from the merchant, and she, she like rips his skin off and comes out of his wagon and is like, "Who's Avienda?" And then like. Almost kills both Avienda and Egwene and is then fighting Rand and trying to set everything on fire and just being generally fucked up. And Rand's like, I can't kill her. She's a woman. I can't make myself do it. Also, because bitch is weak. Also, bitch is a threat. Eliminate the threat. <laughs> Simple. And I better not hear any of you guys on Twitter complaining about having crazy ex girlfriends ever again. Unless you literally ripped somebody's skin off and then tried to kill you and <laughs> two other people, your fiance and your girlfriend, like ex fiance, ex fiance and your girlfriend, second then, girlfriend, then second girlfriend. <laughs> so unless she rips someone's skin off and tries to kill you and your ex fiance Third and girlfriend. your second girlfriend, men, men became girlfriend later. True. Okay. Then you don't get to complain about having a crazy ex-girlfriend there. Yeah. I declared it. Yeah. And and then Maureen, because Rand won't kill Lanfear and she's just straight up going to kill Rand, Maureen has to tackle her through a Tarangriel. Once again, Maureen left cleaning up everybody's mess. Except this time it was lethal. Yep. Unfortunately. Yeah, so they're both, they're both dead. And Rand's like, I killed Moraine because I couldn't kill Lanfear. I need to make myself harder. And we're like, that's not the same. Rand accumulating more and more girlfriends. I need to make myself harder. Oh my god. Dangus motherfucker con. Had to. You know, I had to do it to him. I enjoy how I have given you a first, middle, and last name on the podcast so I can still talk to you in that manner when we're on the podcast. Podcast or otherwise, you still got to be able to take that tone with me. You know? <laughs> it's one of my wifely duties. Um, so then he finds out that Moraine, or, or not Moraine, um, excuse me, immediate, immediately after Moraine's death, that's when the fucking maidens are like doing that spear breaking thing like saying let us die for you let us fucking die for you and he's just like fucking fine die for me then kills them all oh god could you imagine Rand um, then perish <laughs> yeah but Rand then finds out that Morghese is presumed dead and he's very mad at himself cause he's like I knew Robin was there and I didn't fight him and Elaine's gonna hate me, and Avienda hates me, and I'm never seeing men again. <laughs> so how am I going to get harder? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know what I'll do? I'll go appease Elaine by murdering Robin now. I, d I don't think she'll be appeased, but like, it's a start. <laughs> Kill so kills two birds with one stone is fine. <laughs> yeah, that's his plan. So... So he hasn't figured out to travel yet. It's still that early. So he skims them all on a giant boat to Camelin. Just as many as can get through on one fucking boat. 
And then lightning rains down from the sky everywhere because there's like traps and things that he somehow didn't plan for. Oh, the fires of heaven. See what he did there? Yeah. And then his... Oh, uh, maiden dies. Oh, he... It's not necessarily a maiden. He doesn't know if it's a maiden or a regular one that falls off the thing. That's fair. Nothingness forever. One of them dies. There's a death. There's a, lady there, death. there's a death. There's a lady death. As they're skimming. Mm-mm. And Aiel falls off the platform, mm-hmm. but it, it he doesn't know if it's a maiden or not. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. He never asks who it is. But yeah, and that fucked up. Trauma <laughs> <laughs> in the wheel of time. That ale got fucked right up. I wonder if anyone else will ever fall through nothingness. Well, maybe God. they'll have a friend. Yeah, yeah. Remember that guy made of rock from Treasure Planet? <laughs> <laughs> and remember when Loki was falling for 30 minutes? Oh, I forgot, yeah. They had a big old party in there. I love yeah. that. <laughs> But anyways, lightning rains from the sky, and then his second girlfriend and his kind of best friend are both dead. Also, so is his teacher in the power, so this is a not good situation. Plus a death. That's How is he going to get hard when one of them is now dead? That's true. So he does the only logical thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he hunts down the guy who killed his girlfriend and Bale fires him so hard that the pattern goes back to before she died. And then she's alive. And he's like, I can never see you again. You are in danger. Very convenient, though, how he knew exactly how hard to Bale fire to get that back. I think he just Bale fired as hard as he could. And it worked. It's really, really convenient. Worked out very nicely. <laughs> it did. What if only one of them had come back? Oh shit! What if just Ed Modian has come, as Modian had come back? <laughs> to the fucking die. <laughs> Horrible. Top ten. And that battle with Robin is really fucked up too, because Robin's like trying to turn him into fucking animals and shit against yeah. his will, like trapping him in like water. There's some fucked up shit that happens there because it's in Teleranriad. Yeah, Nine Ape shows up for a minute or yeah, two. Yeah, <laughs> with Mogedian in tow. That's the night she captured Mogedian. Yeah. Yeah, because she linked with Mogedian and that's how she was able to help Rand be Robin. <laughs> yeah, she was using Mogedian's power. It's fucked up. Even with the taste of their own medicine. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like that was pretty fucked up. It was all so traumatic. Well, this is all just like... This boy is at this point he's just trauma. There's no baby boy left. He's just he's just a big ball of trauma with a pointy sword. All those fears he learned coming through Eye of the World, they're just getting reinforced so hard and getting complicated beyond his imagination. Like he'd, he'd just be so overwhelmed. Like I don't know how he could possibly be functional. You know? Yeah. So so next we have the most traumatic book of Lord of Chaos. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it gets worse somehow. Yeah, so, do you ever read something that happens in the Wheel of Time and you're like, this can't possibly got worse? Reads 40 pages ahead. It got worse! Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Horrible. Simply horrible. So, Rand starts the Black Tower in this book, which I think is from a place of trauma. A little bit. I think it's a strategic decision, but I think it's also one where he's like, I, if the world gets fucked up, the world gets fucked up. 
yeah. kind of accepted. And he knows that fucked up things are going to happen here as well. He uh, wants to be the most prepared. <laughs> uh-huh. And then he gets force bonded. Autobond. Autobond. Autobond engage. That's a call out to last week's episode. Um, this is a call out to ourselves. <laughs> it's a shout out. Shout out. Call back. That's that it. Thank you. It's a callback to our last episode. Auto, auto bond. So Alana, yeah, bonds around without his consent, which I think is extremely traumatic because oh, now there's oh. literally so or another person in his brain. Oh, and there's the whole loose Theron thing and the entire time that I've been like not mentioning. As we've been detailing many times in this podcast, that forcible bond is magical sexual assault. Like it is. It's. It, no, they it's literally the, state that full out in the book. Like, it, it, yeah, it's supposed to be the equivalent of what Matt goes through with Tylen and Morgan yeah. goes through with Robin, Robin and Malva. Yeah, um, like there's a direct equivalent there. Right? No, it's so just remembered that Valda's dead. Um, I believe. So yes. anything we've ever said about those applies yeah. in this situation. Yep, and we've said a lot of things about those. Indeed, we have a lot of feelings. <laughs> That's why we started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's horrible. And then he's he's got the Aes Sedai from the tower visiting him in uh, Karian. And then he's got the Saladar Aes Sedai visiting him in Camelon. And then a whole bunch of Aes Sedai on unrelated business came into Camelon. And there was 13 Aes Sedai there and ran when, oh no, you better don't. And he yeeted himself and like everybody that he was with off to Karia and he's like, I'll be safe here. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing could go wrong here. Like a dumbass. <laughs> and the tower I said I brought in a box and put him in it. They 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 did. They put him in the box. Thanks, Galena. Wonderful. What's in the box? Yep. It's red. Yeah. So they stuffed this very tall man. into a very small box and they kind of just kept him there for like a week except for when they opened it to beat him and to pour water on him yeah and feed him hold on a second does anyone remember if in that time there was anything any like holes or cracks in the box for like water to drain out of Cause I'm just imagining them. They're slowly drowning him, <laughs> trying to bathe him a little bit every day. I imagine sloshing around. Yeah, there there is cracks enough that he could like see the light. I think, but I'm not sure. So they probably took him to go to the bathroom, but the first time they let him out of the box, they thought he was gonna be like reasonable and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was gonna be. He was gonna be like whatever. I'll, I'll find my way out of this. And then he saw that they also had Min. And then he killed two warders. In the time between when he saw Min and they were able to use air to stop him. Yeah. So he outright killed one warder and injured one so badly that he died while being healed. And they both belonged to the same Aes Sedai. And so she was pretty instrumental in his torture. So was Galena. So was Katrina? Katerine? Katerine, yeah, that's it. That's the one. That's the whole bag. Um, <laughs> oh, my screen went off. Ah, horrible. Um, 
So yeah, that's pretty fucking traumatic. That's like a lot of fucking trauma because mm-hmm. he's physically and mentally abused. And also being in the box with Luz Theron did not make it better. No, like, no, no, no. Not no. by any means. And up to this point, Luz Theron was kind of just like, nah, he just kind of says random This shit is when Luz Theron and Rand started to accept each other, though. Like, they start. Because they were working together to try to find a way out of the box. Louis Theron was telling, like, talking about how to break uh, the shield. Louis Theron taught Rand how to do something, and then Rand did it. Fucked. Telling him to, like, search around gently for the corner. Yep. Yep. For the knot. Yep. Fucked. Yeah. And then he eventually breaks it out, and then he has a moment where he thinks he's killed his partner. Who is always fun times? Yeah, and then there's just a battle, and then people are literally being like put into a meat grinder in front of him. Yeah, the most and gruesome he has to... battle. Really, yeah, like... please see our detailed episode where Once we talked we... about Dubai's Wells for forty five minutes. Where I talked about Dubai's Wells for forty five minutes. Legendary. <laughs> um... Hero of the community, really. <laughs> Don't say it like that. <laughs> so sarcastic. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I feel like that was pretty traumatic. All things considered, you know? Yeah. Traumatic for many people. There's not many times in my life where I could say I've been stuffed in a box and beaten, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've just been seeing the battle as well. <laughs> True. Most also, another, another part where I hope the uh, show leans into the horror aspect Kitty cat, please do not try to jump on the table where all of the microphones are. There's only 18 miles of cord right here. Yeah. <laughs> She's desperate for It'll only work out so well for you. Plus, you're not allowed on the table. <coughs> Anyways. Between so, the hours of 7 and 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah. So... Rand's job at this point it makes him much harsher. He's not willing to negotiate anymore. He's like, my way or the fucking highway. He doesn't want to talk to anyone, listen to anyone else's opinions. And you know what? Because trust no one. This is pretty fucking valid, Rand. I like yeah. this. No, it's legit. Based God Rand right now, I'm not going to lie. This is also the time where he realizes, no, they do need me, and maybe what their way is wrong and my way is right. Like... Mm-hmm. They haven't yeah. killed 18 Forsaken, like, mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, how many Aes did I over how many hundreds and thousands of years killed how many Forsaken? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know they were in the boar, but I'm going to make this argument. Ishmael wasn't all the time. Yeah. And Maureen killed two of them. That's true. She was valid. Honestly, we could cut down, like, we could improve efficiency in the White Tower by, like, 10,000% by just reducing <laughs> the entire tower down to more range. Okay, the cat is now on the table. Special guest host, the cat. Hello. To talk about trauma. The cat. She went to the vet the other day. She was very traumatized. She had to be sedated. <laughs> it was traumatizing to sedate her. The last time I did it, she bit my finger so hard that like it was it was fucked up. That like, honestly feels like years ago. Many punctured. Many it was Christmas. Have passed. It was New Year's actually. Um. Anyways, so Crown of Swords. Trauma. Yeah. Trauma. <laughs> so Rand gets 
Our Rand kind of fucks around, doesn't do anything particularly traumatic for a while. Uh, and then he gets attacked by Pat and Fane. And that's when he gets a slashy slash. But that's across also when... slashy slash already. Yeah, it's across also, the alt. It's a puncture injury. Yeah. And it's also when the giant fog monsters are. Yeah. And all that fucked up shit. Yeah, that horrible uh, banquet out there. That yeah, was... the, the minor mist short story that exists. The Stephen King's The Mist. Yeah. That was a really interesting part of the book. There were a lot of interesting things that were going to happen. Rand is going to oh, just oh, kill a guy because yeah. he was just pissed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, who hasn't been there? <laughs> True. I'm there every day. There are some days you only see me. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's usually just another person while driving. No. Um... <laughs> Dumbasses. <laughs> okay. So, so anyways, he gets cut across there and has to be like in the stahil by Cad Swain, or he would have died because of the fucked up dagger. God, Cad Swain's been in the books for that long. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Remember that dagger we talked about an hour ago? Yeah. With it. Yeah. It's That's probably a very good thing, right? Yeah. No, it's not good. Um. So he needs to be healed, and Dahmer Flynn does it really, really well, and Sumitsu really wants to know how he did it and offers to like bear his children, and he's like, "What the." Uh, and then I think he becomes his or her warder. That'd be nice. That'd be a nice touch. A nice and detail. I think they might be a little bit romantic-y. I think they talked about that in the last book a little yeah. bit, actually. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. I she will bear his children. <laughs> no, Canon. honestly, like, I loved that part of the book. Yeah, like, it was, it was so good. Dahmer Flynn is just like... A sweet baby boy, you know? I am always happy to read about Dahmer Flynn. I love him. Unproblematic fave. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rand gets that injury and he almost dies. And that's pretty traumatic. But then he doesn't die. And then he oh. goes, you know what? Fuck Samael. This is all <laughs> Samael's fault. Fuck this one forsaken. Also, <laughs> I know I just woke up from my coma, but I'm going today. <laughs> Min's also just like, why? <laughs> I'll cover for you, but why? But then he gathers all his Ashaman, and they travel to Ilion, and they do weird things triggering all of Samael's traps. Because they're using traveling to travel to different places and then springing things in areas. And then he fights Samael in Tyr for a while. Or Ilion for a while, I think. And then he disappears. And he's in Shatter Logoth. Shatter Logoth. So he goes to Shatter Logoth. Question. Do yeah. we ever know why Samael went there for one? Or two, why Rand knew Samael went there? I think so. I don't remember though. It's been a while. Add us on Twitter. Let us know. Yeah. Please elucidate. Also, Maybe Dang will have read that by then. Do I know who the person who was who looked exactly like Rand was? Was it Ishmael? Ishmael. Yeah, the person oh, who Morden. looked like Rand and crossed the... Yeah, yeah it was Morden. Morden. I couldn't think of that name for him. <laughs> yeah, it's Morden. Um, but yeah, so he gets to shatter Logoth and he's fighting Samael and it's traumatic because like PTSD for his old trauma in Shatter Logoth, but also other things. And then Leah. The streams, too. That's yeah, they crossed those streams. That was not fun. That, that's series altering right there. Yeah. But sorry, go ahead, Leah. Yeah, so Leah shows up, the uh, Aiel who had gotten lost the last time they went to Shatter Logoth, which was not very good because. 
she showed up and was caught by Mashadar almost immediately, so Rand had to bail fire her so to like spare her suffering with Mashadar. Yeah. And he didn't feel very good about that afterwards, and he kind of swung wildly, and it's kind of up in the air as to whether Samael actually died. Mm-hmm. Because there's no confirmation as to whether Rand actually hit him with Balefire. Yeah, how did she even survive? She's just that badass. I love that for her. Could we get a spinoff series just her surviving? Oh my god, I would love this short story saying it. it would make me so sad. But I'd love it. King, so you know there's like ten more bullet points. We're almost yeah, there. like we're so close. Oh, holy shit. This isn't even going to be so long after all. Yeah. So the Path of Daggers. Also, so, hold on. Sorry. Yeah. Could you two handle this while I go make my shake? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Dang's got to get the gains. For the gains. Nightly protein yeah. shake. Let's get her. <laughs> Tequila in the protein shake. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> For the gains. What gains? Whose gains? Why the gains? When you drink tequila, only the devil gains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So the path of daggers. Rand goes to fight the Shan Shan. He goes to fight the war, and lots he of people do. die. And I think that's pretty traumatic because he's the one telling them to go to those places and <laughs> die. And I don't think he entirely likes that. And then Rand eventually uses Kalendor after he makes Narishma get it. Uh, and Rand kind of kills a lot of people on both sides, including people he had like just been talking to. Yeah. Because Kalendor well, goes crazy. Sides. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, and then that's done. Everybody gives up because it was super traumatic and nobody wanted to continue. And everybody thought they lost. And he went back to Karian. And then all the traitor Ashaman then decided to attack him and Karian and blow up his bedroom and almost kill him and Min. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing that he's Tavirin, right? Um, <laughs> so he's hunting around there trying to find them and they're gone and that's a pain in the butt. And then he eventually goes and finds Min, who has been with Fedlin Moore, who has gone crazy in the time between when he took Min to go protect her. Uh, and Rand needs to give... Fedwin more poisoned wine so that Fedwin dies. And then he does that. And that's super fucked up and traumatic because Rand is seeing the result of what he caused with the Black Tower. He is seeing somebody who was there from the beginning now facing the effects who's basically still a young kid and Rand gets to look at that and say, this is my fault. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Fedwin got somewhat of a um, humane death. Yeah. Because he literally like held him and was like, it'll be fine. Don't worry. It's almost over. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I desperately needed some water. <laughs> but yeah, that's all the trauma in Path of Daggers. The Crossroads of Twilight, there's like no new trauma because Rand's just kind of like hiding out. Our, we're missing something. You're missing yeah. Winter's Heart. Yeah, we're missing all of Winter's Heart. Oh, that's my bad. Oopsie. Let me pull that up. Um, A lot of it can be summed up by... Rand's starting to get to know Cad Swain and knows that he needs Cad Swain but doesn't yeah. really want to accept that. He's just like, she can do whatever the fuck she wants and I don't care. Yeah. Like, um, He's gonna be a bitchy little baby about it. They're in Fardala for a little bit. to catch. Oh yeah, and he gets chase. locked in the thing again. Yeah. He yep, get, yep, yep, yep. He's, yep. he's trying to kill the five 
Osherman that got mm-hmm. away originally when they were all trying to kill him. Well, this is also when he gets made a warder by Elaine Avianda. Yeah. Man. Which I like to think undoes a little bit of the trauma. Because he always gets like some nice feelings in his head now. Yeah, that's true. I think this was good for him. You know? Um, oh, and he kills the Ashman, or a lot of the Ashman traders. Mm-hmm. He and finds that Patton Fane is in yes. Cardala as well. Can I jump in for one second? Yeah. I've always been made a little bit sad for Min mm. in that it, it, previous thing. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, they get to bond him as a warder and they get to have that with him. Mm-hmm. And she gets kind of left out of that. And that no, they, you know, she they, they bring it. her in the spell. Min is bond. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, Min has Rand as a warder. That? They implemented some of the things that they saw in the um, sis- first sister ceremony. Oh, fuck. So finding it, so they brought That's Min right. in that way. Then that's why Min desperately needed to get drunk <coughs> while him and Elaine were fucking because she was she like couldn't turn it off. Yeah, but she was very excited for when she could try it out with Rand feeling each other's feelings because she is a horny bitch <laughs> and I love her. Um, yeah, so he's in. Yeah, he's imprisoned and locked in a thing, and he. Kind of goes a little bit more crazy. His uh, claustrophobia goes pretty hardcore. And then he's supposed to cleanse the taint, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Which didn't sound fun. It didn't sound fun. I think wielding that much power would probably be traumatic. Yeah. But then in Crossroads of Twilight, there's no new trauma. No trauma to be seen. Because he's just like <laughs> hiding out in a lot. It's fun. But I'm sure there's more trauma to come. He comes to the conclusion that he has to um, work <coughs> alongside the Sean Sean. Yeah, make a deal with them rather than fight them. And remember, this is the guy who saw his fiance Egwene made a magical slave by the Sean Sean. This is gonna stick in his craw just a little bit, I think. Yeah, I don't. He's not happy about it. No. No. He recognizes that it's necessary. But yeah, I think Rand has severe post-traumatic stress disorder. True. I think that Rand has anxiety. I think that Rand is probably depressed. Like, this boy is hooked. Paranoid. Paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah. Yeah. (coughs) Like, this poor, poor boy has had so many horrible things happen to him. And it's why he's fucked up. And this is why, like, I'll never, like, truly hate Rand. No, and all you people who hate Rand are just fucking wrong. Rand is a product of his circumstances. He is a genuinely nice person, but... He's doing his best. People react in bad ways to trauma. People do shitty things. That's why it's trauma. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be trauma if we could just handle it. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for this episode of the (laughs) Weed of Time podcast. And we hope you tune in again soon. Hold on. Should we just mention the fact that, yeah, we know we're missing a whole bunch of shit? Or did we talk about that at the beginning? Because we're just skipping the end books. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, well, we like, mentioned that yeah. he's only going up to okay. where I've I read. wanted to make sure yeah. we had mentioned that. Sorry. Yeah, because Nos wasn't read that far. So obviously Rand will experience more trauma in the future. We'll probably talk about that at some point. Great. <laughs> Love that. There is imminent trauma. Like, oh no. Rafo. Please let us know any of your thoughts on today's episode on Twitter or Discord at The Weed of Time. And check out our Patreon for cool bonuses like our Ranting and Raving series where we go off about random nonsense. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. 
What's apples? This? Apples. Um, yeah, uh, I think we did pasta. No, not pasta. Um, we did. Did we do? Is pizza a sandwich? We did. Yes. <laughs> is pizza an open face sandwich? Uh, we did a rant about COVID. Uh-huh. We did a rant about uh, violence against minorities. Yeah. We we go some places on that series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should check it out if you can. And that is for our tier three patrons. Um, if you have a second to rate and review our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, remember that the weed weaves as the weed wills. Wait, shit. Should we do a tequila shot? Yes! No! We don't have to. It's 10 p.m. But you said you wanted to stay up late. Yeah, I don't want to die, though. We won't die. Jesus. I figured we could just smoke some more. What if... You do a tequila shot. I could even pour it for you. Sure. Yes. <laughs> you think you're not gonna do one, but I guess no, you hate I'm a tequila. Bitch. Like, I cannot drink anymore. Except to lick this tequila off my fingers. <laughs> Again? I would prefer a bad, please. I don't know which ones are the good vibes. Oh, these ones are all good, mostly, I think. It's Mm -hmm. these ones that aren't. Mm. Here we go, fam. All right. Shots, shots, shots. (laughs) I didn't know if I should say anything. All right, I'll count down and then... Sounds good. Three, two, one. Salt, shot, lime. That was a long shot. I love how she pauses for a big grimace before putting the lime in her mouth. <laughs> I haven't swallowed it yet. <laughs> That's not how you take a shot! You pour it straight down your gullet. The goal is for it to not touch your tongue. I kind of forgot. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The weed weaves as the weed will, but tequila is a cruel mistress. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! <laughs>